Blog Talk Radio. You found it. I sure am glad you did. Man, I got turned around there for a second. I forgot who I was, but um, then it all came crashing back. So we're fine, folks. We're fine. Hey, we're doing a special Saturday uh, edition of the show, which is fantastic. Fantastic. I've been working all day, and um, it's a very nice and a welcome break. Um, I'm very excited about the show today because we've got a fantastic guest on. And I have watched this film three times um, since I got it with the press kit and everything from the PR folks. And um, it's just, it, I got to say, it's one of my favorites of the year so far. Um, so, you know, and it's October. So, you know, filmmakers, if, if you want to pop this, you, you, you better get a move on. Um, no, but it's, it's fantastic. I love this film. It's called uh, I'm an Electric Lampshade. It's a, uh, it's just a very, very cool, um, it's titled or um, listed as a documentary narrative hybrid, um, but it's just, it's, it's cool the way it's filmed. I'm, I'm really, really enjoy this. And we have the star of the, the film, um, Mr. Doug McCorkle on with us today. And if that button would work, there we go. Hey, Doug, how are you? Good, Jamie. Nice to be joining you today. Thanks. Oh, absolutely, man! Absolutely. So, I um, I I got this. I, you know, the the title uh, struck my struck me right away when I when it came rolled in uh, to my inbox, and um, then I started looking at all the press stuff, and I'm like, well, this looks neat. It's just just neat, you know. And um, immediately watched it. <laughs> Stopped what I was doing. Sat down and watched this film. Just from the press kit, uh, the photos and stuff, and pictures of yourself, and you know they send you a little write-up thing, and and I was just very taken, and I was not disappointed. This is an awesome movie. <laughs> well, I'm I'm thrilled to hear that you watched it three times, Jamie. So that's that's pretty a pretty awesome endorsement. I'm I'm very impressed. Well, you know I. I'm not in the movie business. I uh, paint paintings for a living. Been doing that for about 20 years now, and um, it's so I'm a visual person. You know, I, I dig. Yeah. And you know, I'm a painter, so I'm you know half weird anyway. And um, not that this film is, but it's definitely um, got surreal elements into in it, and just the visuals of it blow you away. And then you throw on the cool story on top of that. You know, all together, and it's. It's fantastic. It's just fantastic. Your performance was awesome in it. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. We had a lot of we had a lot of very interesting real life characters in the film, and uh, everybody um, really came through and did a fantastic job. Um, you know, it, uh, along with me, my real life wife Regina was in the film, and then Caesar Valentino played. Um, uh, Sin Andre in the film, who was uh, the uh, head of a performance school in the Philippines, and then we had a great performer named Isra from the Philippines who was in it, 
and we also had Darnell Bernard, who who played kind of a, um, uh, a companion to my wife Regina in the film. Uh, that's a little mysterious. So it's all it was uh, it was all really great. And then uh, you know, of course, we had the great creative um, talents of uh, John Clayton Doyle, the writer and director of the film, who um, really had some art, uh, great artistic visions for how we were going to pull this off. Um, it took, uh, we filmed this over a period of something like four and a half years. Um, wow. So we kind of filmed it in chunks. Uh, and then it took us about a year to do all the post-production work on it. So um, this film has been on quite a journey. And uh, so it's wonderful to have it out there and being seen in film festivals. And hopefully at some point, It'll be more widely widely available, um, you know, either later this year or early next year. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! You know, that's something that um, before I started doing the show, uh, I was so naive. I was so naive. I, I would see a movie or a television show or, or some, some such like that, and just, you know, I didn't know any better, and I, you know, think, oh, that they did this last month. You know, took a, took a week or so and filmed this and had no idea about movie time and um, yeah. and just really everything that's involved in it. I mean, you know, there's a lot that goes into to making and, and making a film. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm married. I've been, uh, been with my gal for about eight years, but we've been officially married about a year. I live just a little over a year. And, um, you know, I imagine you filmmakers and uh, performers, thespians and whatnot, you know, sitting down with your partner and selling that, saying, okay, dear, um, you know, I'm going to be doing this for the next uh, four years. Um, that's what's going to be <laughs> happening. I'm telling I don't yeah. know if I could do it. I don't know if I could sell that. <laughs> well, uh, when we started, yeah, when we started this project, Jamie, I mean, John and I had originally envisioned this as a short film be something like uh, 20 or 30 minutes long and include like a music video and maybe a short story. And just over the four year span, it, the film just grew organically. Um, we, we shot in uh, initially in the U S and then we went to the Philippines and we, we shot a lot of footage mm. there. And then we got back from the Philippines and, and uh, we sat down with our editor who started doing a really rough edit of what we had. And, and she was kind of like, you know, guys, you really got a feature film going here. This is no short film anymore. And, and, mm -hmm. um, and so then, you know, uh, we said, well, if we're going to um, go uh, all the way with this, then we need to have a, a concert that really caps off um, the whole journey that that uh, Doug goes through in his transformation from being, you know, a uh, nerdy retired accountant to, uh, you know, worldwide performer. And uh, and so that was Mexico City. And we had an amazing wow. group of people working down there. And we had backup dancers and backup singers and a backup mm. band and costume changes and and uh, wild outfits and and uh, yeah, so um, those were the major chunks of filming that we did. But you know, preparing for each of those takes time, 
and a lot of planning. And uh, so, yeah, it took four years. But initially when we started, we had no idea that this was going to be the journey. And frankly, if I had told my wife that it was going to take five and a half years to get this film completed, she probably would have threatened to divorce me. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, you know, and for those listening, just for those taking notes, to encapsulate, um, just to, just to, we're all on the same page. This is, we're talking three continents. This this is an independent film, folks. Um, A giant chunk of uh, time. And you know, what's hard about that too, when you, when you film in chunks, you know, I get it, uh, you know, and money, you gotta, you gotta raise money, you know, as as it grows, nothing's, the meter is always going, you know? Um, Sure. And, you know, you got to raise those. I mean, wow. And not only that, but actors and people you're using, well, they may be available for the next three months. You know, oh, that's great. We're going to help you with this. We're going to do that. Or even people behind the scenes. A year and a half from now, things could change. <laughs> you know, it may, yeah. might not be able to get that. And then what do you do? You know, it's... um it's amazing, though. It, it really goes to now. Let me ask you some some because um, we were. I was very curious about this. One of it. Well, first, before sure. I get into this, um, I live in South Florida, and um, I moved here about ten years ago. Uh, didn't plan on it, you know. Came to visit a friend, met a girl with the whole, you know, married now with a house and a dog. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, didn't see it coming. But yeah, um, one of the things, yeah, you know, it worked out. Uh, one of the things that um, I come across a lot here is um, th- there is a certain element uh, of the population, uh, especially in my neighborhood, uh, of people that are of a certain age, that have retired, that might have been, you know, I can think of six people right now off the top of my head that live within three blocks of me. Um, they had these dreams, especially music dreams, the rock star dream, you know, when they were younger. And then life happened, um, families and this and that. And for whatever reason, they, they kind of push those, those dreams aside to focus on, you know, providing for their family and stuff. And now a lot of these guys are at, the, uh, at a point where the family's grown. They've got a little bit of money so they can afford, <laughs> you know, really cool guitars and, and the like. And, um, you know, they, they, they're doing stuff, and I see that happening. And then when you guys – I watched your film, and I'm like, this is their dream. <laughs> this is the dream, yeah. baby. <laughs> and, you know, I just – I think it's going to do real well here in South Florida. I'm telling you. Um, well, that's great. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll inspire people to even, you know, uh, to go beyond their – wildest expectations and really take it a step further than they thought they could go, which is, which is what happened to me when I um, started doing this film. It clearly took me way outside of my comfort zone. And, um, you know, especially coming from the corporate accounting world, you know, transitioning to this creative um, performance based, you know, uh, world of, of being a performer and being an actor and being a singer and 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 dancing and and uh, so trust me, there were a lot of times along the way where I was like, "What the heck am I doing?" But I had a lot of encouragement, <laughs> had great coaches, and man, I you know, 
we just we just went That's all awesome. out. We weren't going to do this half-heartedly at all. So uh, so it was awesome. That's a that's amazing. That's amazing. That's what I wanted to ask. Now, you really were an accountant and whatnot. You really came from that world um, prior to doing the film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had done. That wasn't done, just the story. No, my accounting, I had been in generally in the accounting profession for about 40 years. Yeah, so I mean, I had always, I had always loved music, and I'd always loved going to concerts, and I'd always been in awe of, of um, performers when they're up on stage, and and just how talented they were. And but it isn't until you do this type of thing that you really realize um, how much work is involved, how how uh, how oh, much yeah. how uh, dedicated they are to their craft. How uh, how amazingly challenging it is to just um, be a performer and continue to keep that life going, and um, so you, it just gives you a very deep appreciation for what these people do. Well, it's amazing. It's amazing. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. 
Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation, raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please, visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rocks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. I've never been in, in a band or what. I mean, I was in, in high school for like about a, two weeks, but I didn't play anything. They, they just, I had cool hair and knew some girls, so they, they put me behind a keyboard. And, um, See, there you go. You know, that was... <laughs> I, did, I said, I don't know how to play this. And they're like, don't worry about it. It's all recorded. It's just stand there. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And um, yeah. But that was my only experience with it. But every, I hung out with so many musicians and um, growing up and, and still do. I moved to California after college, and then it was all movie people. That's who I was hanging out with out there. Um, but... The thing with musicians is a lot of people don't realize that you're absolutely right. And, even, and people in film and stuff, too. I mean, everybody I know that's successful, you know, you're like, don't complain about a 16, 17-hour day because that's a Tuesday. That is just what how it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think people have this, this you know, I, I don't know, they they – the, the, the mythology around it, you know, it's, oh, it's just parties and going out and hanging out and blah, blah, blah. No, no. <laughs> there could be that in it on top. <laughs> I've known a yeah, lot of kinda... want to sleep at parties. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, well, the party is the icing on the cake, and all the work that goes before it to get to the party is, uh, you know, it's it's hours of, well, for performers, it's hours of rehearsal. It's hours of um, getting everything right, and because performances are so so um, choreographed and synchronized now. I mean, for some for some bands that have been around forever and continue to tour, like the Rolling Stones, um, I mean, they've got it down to a formula that that just works amazingly well, and their fans love them for it. But but yeah, and and to your point about um, film actors. I mean, I had never done a film before until I did this one. And and as a good friend of mine said, you did not just kind of dip your toe into the shallow end of the pool. You you jumped into the deep end not even knowing whether you could swim or not. And, I, and she's, right. she was absolutely right. But I, but 
I have I have to tell you, Jamie, you never look at a film the same way after you've done a film. You you look right. at you look at the shots that they edit together and you go, Yeah, that shot took thirty takes and that shot took you know, that top shot probably took 20 takes. And that conversation that you see going on between two people in the film, that's, that's uh, one actor talking to a stand-in on one side and the other actor talking to a stand-in on the other side. I mean, it's, you, the things you learn, and, and the, the other thing you learn is the, how, how um, much work goes into the craft of being an actor and um yes you're absolutely right 15 16 hour filming days uh becomes mm. you know the norm and uh because you know you've only got so long to get what you need on the set and then you got to move on so it's um yeah it's an incredible experience and then learning about the production and the post production that's involved just to make a film really click and come together and look spectacular I mean that's such an art, and so and so we were very fortunate to work with um, a great editor and Rachel Webster and a, a great post production uh, supervisor and colorist um, in Al Demont and a great sound engineer in Paul Vitolins and uh, and we just you know it was like a dream come true and when. The whole thing came together, and we watched it all together for the first time on a big screen. We were like, "Holy crap! Look at this!" <laughs> it, it really That's is. Awesome. It really is something when you when it all comes together. Especially as I said, you know, for for actors that have done this for years, I mean, maybe it becomes rote. But but for me, and for a number of us are on the team who had never made a feature film before. Um, it was just, you know, to see all that work come together and being being shown on a big screen is just an amazing validation of all the hard work that's gone into it. So, yeah, it's amazing. Let me ask you about um, John Clayton Doyle, the director and writer of the film. Um, sure. Did you did, did you guys know each other, or how did all this come come together? Because you were, you're at a point where you retired, right, from your corporate job, and, um, you know, obviously you had an interest, or he came to you with the story, and you said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can relate to that. I, I wanted to do something. I mean, you did this, you know. It's a big commitment. Um, yeah. How did all that happen? It's a, that's a great question. So um, uh, I met John be, um, because – I had a supervisor that I'd worked for at the firm at the at the company I was at for a long time, 15 years, and he was mm-hmm. retiring. And um, I knew that they were going to ask me to speak at the retirement event. And um, you know, these retirement events can uh, be kind of boring, so I wanted to do okay. something that was completely unusual. And so I had the the crazy idea to do a music video. One that I would um, appear in and sing in, and we would do some dancing. And I and I corralled four colleagues of mine from work um, to join me in it, and um, we we uh, actually made a music video. It was a complete surprise, and you know we we showed it 
We showed it at the retirement party, and I was holding my breath going, oh, boy, we'll see what happens. Nobody's ever done this before. And it got a standing ovation. I mean, it, it, you know, the the person that was retiring came up to me and said, I don't believe you did that. That's totally, that was a complete surprise. You know, it was, it was just a wonderful experience. And I, and I got the bug. I, that, that was the beginning of the journey. Now, John was the choreographer for that. Um, he was oh, okay. introduced to us. He was introduced to us by the producer of the music video. And, um, and, uh, so John was the choreographer, um, and, uh, he was a tough, he was tough. Um, that's, that's his style. But, uh, after the music video was over, um, I came to him and said, you know, I'd like to keep working with you. And so we agreed that we would, um, try to work on a short film. And wow. the story the story came about the story of the film or the or the impetus I guess I would say for the film was John spent about three months interviewing me about my hist about my past my history my my uh, dreams my you know what I had always mm. wanted to do you know um, and one of the one of the one of the themes that I talked to him about at length was, you know, there are so many people out there that I had met, whether they were retiring or they weren't, who were giving up on their dreams before even trying it. So, you know, mm -hmm. I, I had friends who were, who were approaching retirement age and they were saying, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to retire because I don't know what I'm going to do when I retire. Right. And so I said, you know, and so I would say to them, well, why don't you do something you've always dreamed of doing? And they get, and then all the excuses come out. It's like, well, I'm too old. I should have done that, <laughs> that back when I was 30, blah, blah, blah. But, but the, but the sad thing, Jamie, was that people were doing that, that were in their fifties and their forties. Right. Um, you know, mm. I, and, and so it was, I mean, to me, it was really sad that that I mean, if you if you do believe that you only go around once in life, why are you going to push things aside with yeah, excuses absolutely. when when you know when it's over, you know, and you're laying on your bed in the nursing home? I mean, you're going to be looking back, going, "Gee, I wish I had only done X, Y, Z." Well, right, you know. John and I talked about this, and I said that's so sad. I mean, that's that's crazy. Can't we can we create something that is inspirational to people? That maybe they don't go well. I'm not going to go out and be a performer. I'm not going to go out and do a film. But hey, you know, maybe that thing that I always wanted to do, maybe it's not too late. Maybe I should try it. And um, if if we get some people to watch it, if some people watch the film, Jamie, and and they walk out of the theater, or they walk you know, away from the streaming service and they go, you know what, if that, if that guy could do it, then why the heck can't I do X, Y, Z? You know what? I mean, really, why not? So, so th that was the crux of the story that, and John took John in his creative mind, took this to a, a fantastical place where J Doug went on, not a not a mundane journey, but an amazing journey that took him, as you said, to the Philippines, eventually to Mexico City. You know, um, wow. uh, 
uh, artistically um, highlighted, oh, yeah. you know, the the negative thoughts and the self-doubt and the nightmares and, and also very artistically and creatively, I think, also highlighted the fact that, it, that in real life, as in the film, I mean, my wife, very unfortunately, suffers from mental illness and has suffered with depression and anxiety all her life. And, you know, that's a real tug on me and my character in the film throughout the film. And, um, I think I, you know, uh, it, so, so that is part of the documentary nature of the film is that, yes, my wife suffers from mental illness. And yes, I was, I was truly an accountant that retired. And yes, that retirement party that's shown at the beginning of the film is my real retirement party and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's why it's a documentary narrative hybrid film, because some of it is truly real and some of it is, you know, fictional narrative. So it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's very cool. And it's, it's not something that I had seen before. I'm at that age. I'm, I'm getting older now, and, and, you know, people older than me always laugh when I say that. But, um, I, you know, it's interesting to me because as I get older, I, um, I crave the new, you know. It's just I'm like, man, I've seen and done so much. I, I really like, I really enjoy new experience. Um, sure. Something I haven't experienced before. And you know, your film was one of those. I I couldn't stop watching it. I, I was like, this is new. This is cool. I'm I'm on I'm on board here. I'm on the on the train. It is great. <laughs> um, and you know, I hadn't seen this before. And there's a lot of film and whatnot, and and, and books, or, or you know, in music and whatnot that that I listen to. You know, that I I, I come across, and I'm like, well, you know. It's, I've actually found myself like listening to a song or something going, wow, it's the third time I've been alive that this has went around, you know, and that's to me just terrible. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. oh God, but this was fantastic. Now let me ask you, the music is so great in this film and your performance and whatnot. Were these uh, tracks and stuff that you had come up with or did you and John come up with this? Who was behind the music in this? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so some of the music um, is original. All of the music in the uh, concert part of the film is original music. Um, uh, they it, it was tracks that were either composed by. Well, we had a couple of com- we had a couple of composers involved. I was involved. John was involved, of course. Um, and then we had um, some instrumental people who also helped us compose these tracks. So um, it, it was never down to just one person, with the exception of the lyrics for one song called Another Look, which are 100% John's lyrics. But otherwise, it was a collaborative effort uh, all across the board. Um, lyrics-wise, music-wise, you know, that that's kind of how we put it together. There are some songs in the film that are... Um, licensed tracks um they're Mm -hmm. they're they were made by third-party people one of the songs that i perform in the film is a song by originally uh performed and written by lily allen called the fear and and uh, so that 
Yeah, so that's one song where we licensed the track. And the and some of the other peers in the film, some of it is third party licensed. Um not widely known. Um we we uh we found interesting tracks that really kinda fit well with the whole um tempo and character of the film, but they didn't have to be tracks that were like uh, you know, you know exactly who it is, um, right? And, and that was fun. And then we also had a composer who also um, pre- uh, uh, prepared original music um, for the soundtrack of the film as well. So yeah, it's a mix of things. Um, the doing the original music again—that was something I had never done before. And John, fr- frankly, hadn't composed music before either, and and so that was an amazing journey. And <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's, laugh at this because it's so good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, don't you guys understand? Have, you're not supposed to be able to do that. No, I'm, I'm teasing. I know. Uh, you I did know. it well. Yeah, Jamie, I'm well aware that we're not meant to be able to do that. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh man. Well, you know, let me ask you this, because here you are, you know, you've got these amazing musicians and whatnot, and everybody's working on this project, and you're you're the front man, you know, you're you're what people are seeing, you know. Um, yeah. Let me put it this way, uh, Doug, if people show up with, um, you know, a box of rotten tomatoes to throw, they're throwing them at you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, with yeah, the, exactly. That thought, you know, in this. Well. You know, when whenever you put yourself out in a in a project like this, and of course in this one, um, I had to put myself out in a big way. Mm. You 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 just you have to be ready for whatever is going to come your way. You know, you have to be just completely vulnerable to to you know this is the artistry. This is the work that. Um, that I'm putting out in front of people to see. And you know that some people are going to have a great reaction to it. Some people will have a mediocre reaction and some people will be like, you know, no, thank you. But, (laughs) but, um, but, but thank, but I have, but I have to say, I mean, we've been very fortunate The the people that have watched the film, have walked out walked out of the film festivals or they've walked out of the virtual screenings and the feedback has generally been positive. We've had some really great film reviews that have been written on the film by various publications. Um, we've had a couple mm-hmm. of stinkers too, but that that comes with the territory. And um, oh yeah, you know it's but and we've been accepted to a number of film festivals, which is really wonderful. Um, and the film is, has been accepted to festivals both in the U.S. and internationally. We've got one coming up in October in Warsaw, Poland, of all places. It's already been shown in the U.K. at three wow. film festivals. It's, um, it's already been shown in New Zealand at a, at a well-known film festival there called Dock Edge. Um, and then we're, uh, we're upcoming at a film festival in San Diego, one in San Francisco and also one in St. Louis. So, um, yeah, there's lots of opportunities to see the film, which is really, which is really wonderful. And then, you know, we'll see if we can get, uh, get it out there 
more widely. So we'll say, we'll have to see what happens. Oh yeah. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition, or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks.
Oh, yeah. Well, you're just hitting all. And, folks, we have a link up to the I'm an electric lampshade.com. Uh, I'm an electric lampshade.com, the official website. And when you go there, the first thing that pops up is this big video uh, image thing. And um, it's just all these accolades are listed. So, I mean, yeah, from all over the place. It's, it's really impressive. Um, well, yeah. you know, Doug. When you're doing these film festivals, not that I'm a big expert, but I've been to a couple and, and whatnot, and, and been do, since I've been doing the show, I've learned a lot listening to people. And, you know, that's where these distribu- uh, distributors and whatnot, they kind of haunt these places, you know, looking for yeah. the next big thing. Sure. I'm saying, if you were a horse, I would bet on you. You know, I think <laughs> it's going to happen. Well, Jamie, I um, love your optimism. We're we're feeling um optimistic that that it's going to get out there um in some fashion. I mean, the COVID has COVID really altered the film festival environment in 2021. Oh, yeah. A lot of the film festivals that would have normally um screened our film live um, they had to go virtual because of COVID concerns or they've gone to a hybrid right. format where they screen a couple of films live and, and, but they put most of it online virtually. And, you know, that's just, that's, that's, um, it's unfortunate because you don't get the network with all these great people. On the other hand, you've got to look at the bright side. Your film is being seen and um, it's, it's getting these great reviews. And um, so, uh, so, you know, overall, you know, given the current environment and what's going on, um, I, we really couldn't be happier. Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you about the COVID uh, deal. It, um, first off, I hope all of your, your people, your tribe, I hope everybody um, came through okay and are, are coming through okay. Um, I hope it's yeah, healthy. It's, um, and, there and were, yeah, there were there were a couple of people on the on the team, not on the core team, thankfully, but uh, there were a couple of people on the team who contracted COVID early on um, in the mm-hmm. pandemic and have since, but have since fully recovered, which is um, I'm very thankful for. And uh, you know, the rest of the team was able to um, avoid it, and many of them are now fully vaccinated. And so, um, nice. Yeah. So we've been we were okay and. Thankfully, when the worst of COVID hit, we were in the post-production process of the film. We finished okay. all the all the filming, so um, we were able to do post-production uh, um, remotely. You know, um, nice. you know, linking up, linking up to do all the work that we needed to do, and and so we were. That was a, just a good luck piece of timing that we had all the filming done. Oh, yeah. Well, I can only imagine, you know, you've, you've spent years on this project and whatnot. Um, you know, I mean, the rest of us are out here, you know, we're, we're worried when no one knows what was going to, I mean, I remember, you know, I, I was, I, personally, I wasn't worried so much about the health aspects of it. I was more worried. I've watched too many movies, Doug, is what it is. And, and I was worried about, you know, roving gangs of, of mad mass mutants um, invading my neighborhood, um, yeah. specifically my house. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know. yeah, understood, <laughs> understood. Yeah, you know, and it, it, but here you are, you've made this film, this gargantuan project, and all of a sudden the world's shutting down. You know, it's like, 
holy smokes, nobody saw that coming, you know? I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the weird part about it is we actually, uh, me and my wife, Danny, got married uh, March 8th of, of 2000 or 2020. And um, yeah. I remember being at my wedding reception, and uh, one of my best friends from high school was there, and, and we were kind of being very cavalier about the whole COVID. We were kind of joking about it and stuff, you know? Um, I'll mm-hmm. own that. I, I definitely was. And right after we got uh, married, we I don't think this was really a honeymoon. We live in Florida, and my wife grew up here. So, you know, I tell people she worships at the Temple of Disney. And, um, you know, we went up to Disney for a couple of days just to kind of decompress after all the wedding stuff. And sure. um, we're in the... Yeah, we're in this fancy restaurant. I don't carry a cell phone, not for any big political or artistic reason. I'm just cheap, you know. I'm I'm always with my wife. She has a cell phone. What do I need one for? Sure. And um, but we're at this fancy restaurant, and everybody's phones started going. It was like out of a movie, and everybody's looking at their phone. I look at my wife. I'm like, what the hell's going on? She's like, Disney just announced they're closing the parks. And I'm like, if Disney's walking away from money, this is serious, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We got to get yeah. home. <laughs> then it was yeah, very exactly. Serious, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. I can only imagine, you know, here's this big project. But you guys were in post and able to, I mean, were you worried that, you know, maybe life doesn't go back to the way it, you know, you know, I bet people are always going to watch movies, I guess, you know. Well, you yeah, except it was, I mean, when, when COVID first hit of course all the theaters all the uh, theaters shut down and so that changed the landscape and then, and then of course streaming was the only way to see anything so the uh, the right. other thing that happened of course to the film industry was that the film industry shut down they couldn't they couldn't film anything they couldn't you know you because you, you couldn't be around people i mean you know we just we didn't right. have all the mass mandates back then and all that stuff so um everything kind of ground to a halt and we were, we were looking at each other. I mean, we were, we were in post-production, so we were continuing to plow along. Um, and I hired a film festival strategist to help us with um, film festival submissions and communications and mm-hmm. so on. And we kind of talked about, well, what do we do here? Do we, do we start the film festival circuit? Do we wait? Do, you know, right. and um, she was, she was, she she really called it well. Um, her name is Rebecca Louisa Smith, um, and sh- and she said um, she said you know Doug, nobody knows when this is really going to sort its way out in the film. She said if you wait for live film festivals, you could be waiting well over a year, uh, perhaps even oh, longer. Absolutely. I strongly suggest that we get going now, and her advice was uh, right on the mark because. Here we are at the end of 2021, and still most of the film festivals are virtual, uh, and right. and uh, they're not doing live festivals. A couple of them are. Um, we were just in a live festival at Mammoth Lakes, California, and we were, we were just at a live festival at Winter Film Awards in New York City. Um, but most of these festivals are virtual, so it's um, – yeah, so – so it so and and to mothball it and wait, you know your film kind of oh, goes stale. Right. So you, so you really got to get it out there, and and so that was the way that we went. Absolutely, absolutely smart move, smart move. 
You know, yeah. the other thing yeah. is, too, now is all these uh, from people I know are telling me that, you know, a lot of these streaming services now are just crying for content. <laughs> you know, they're like, we've got it. The shelves are empty. we gotta, we got to get something on here. Everybody's got a Roku. They're watching our stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. You know? So that puts you in a good position, in a favorable as as your your film company, you know, as the film. Yeah, that's um, our that's I mean, our fervent hope, Jamie. That's our fervent hope. So we'll we'll um we'll see how it all plays out. Well, that's that's fantastic. You know, it's interesting to me. I um I talk to a lot of bands and whatnot, and and I know a ton. And with younger people, especially, they sometimes the creative people have a problem. They have a, a, a disconnect with the business side of things and, and, and that type of strategy and whatnot. Um, you know, they don't want to deal with it. They're like, I just want to create. I just want to do my, my art. I just want to do my music, whatever it is. And, um, you, you know, they don't think about that. Now, here you are taking this, your creative side to a fantastic extreme. I mean, I just love it and everything. But you came from the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> you know? Sure. Was, yeah. was that creative side always just gurgling away there inside that nobody knew about? I I firmly believe it was. It just took, it took a few people to really kind of push me to explore it and I think and I and I have to give credit where credit's due here the the one that really put the idea in my head was was my wife um, Gina um, because um, as I talk as I talk about in the movie I mean uh, two of my two of my favorite concert films is um, Stop Making Sense by the Talking Heads and also Live in Bucharest by uh, Michael Jackson and um, oh, man. I would get get hooked on watching these over and over and and to the point of to the point where Gina was like god are we watching this again seriously <laughs> and and so um and so there was one time that she just turned to me you know after I was I don't remember I think I was watching live in Bucharest again and she turned to me and she said you know instead of watching this over and over why don't you just go do it and I said I said oh come on Babe, you got to be kidding me. And she's like, no, I'm serious. Just go do it. Instead of watching it, just go do it. And I said, okay, well, you know, the, the, the true, you know, what I say in the film is true. The thought never left my head. And so um, I kind of blame her for this whole thing. <laughs> but it, but it's, um, but, but, uh, you know, she was the first one that said, just, Go try it. I mean, what have you got to lose? You just go try it. And she was absolutely right. If and and uh, so I give her a lot of credit for just um, showing, you know, just encouraging me. And then, you know, of course, I started working with my coaches, and they just kept saying, "Come on, Doug, go, you know, work, work at it, do it, you know." And my <laughs> fitness trainer, in. who's like, "Come on, Doug, we'll get you in shape for this," and you know, it was. Um, <laughs> It was an amazing journey, Jamie. I mean, I, 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 looking back at it, it, it's, you know, it's the adventure of a lifetime. It really is. That's fantastic. My my wife right now is bugging me. Um, she, uh, 
I, I'm obsessed with like 80s. I, I grew up in the 80s. Real my teen years were in the 80s, and um, I love all the music videos and stuff that were out. And uh, they're very strange mm. and you know Russell Mulcahy type videos and whatnot, and um, just very cool. And it's funny because I'll watch these um, on the TV, and she'll walk in the room and she'll sit down and, and it, it. She did this the other the other night. It was so funny. And so she's like every scene. She's like, oh, that's a Jamie painting. That's a Jamie painting. And I'm like, yeah, but they're so, you know, they're good ideas. And uh, you're right. And she goes, you're obsessed with, you know, film noir and whatnot. Why don't you just write? Why don't you write a story? Have you thought about that, uh, Picasso, you know? And I'm like, you know, it is easier than painting. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. Well, yeah. Well, I think after watching your film, I think I might give it a shot, you know? Um, my excuse was, and it was funny, I was talking, I was telling a writer friend of mine about this, and uh, I said, yeah, but I'm horrible at grammar and all that. And she's like, Jamie, there's people that will take care of me. Just do the story, just write it, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. But don't worry about your spelling. <laughs> it's programmed, so handle that. Yeah. Like, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I really, I was you really know, inspired by watching your film, you know? I was like, you know. Yeah, you can do other stuff. Why not? Sure. Why not? Absolutely. You know, it, it, and the thing is, if you you try something and it doesn't work, well, at least you tried it. Like you're saying, you don't want to be at the eleventh hour laying there going, "I wish I would have done that." You know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, I trust me. I will never. I I won't be laying. I won't be laying. Uh, you know. Uh, down when I'm in my 80s going, boy, I wish I had tried to be a performer. <laughs> it won't, that won't That's be amazing. something that I'll have to worry about or I had tried, I wish I had tried singing. I don't think so. <laughs> so well, you know, the um, cool thing about your film is you could, it could easily be made into a musical or you could do a live performance show, like, you know, from it, you know, it, it, really the sky is unlimited, you know, um, yeah. you could do so it much. With you're it. right. Yeah, you're absolutely and, right. Uh, it, you, you know, you could take this in a bunch of different directions. How, how, whether and how we do that is uh, to be determined. I mean, right now, of course, we're um, the key focus is to uh, support the film in the in the film festival circuit, and there's a lot of work that's mm-hmm. involved in that. And then, um, you know, trying to find a home for it with one or more distributors and get it and get it out there. And then, um, you know, then we will see what happens next or whether Doug goes, whether I go on, not Doug, but I go on, uh, go off on another adventure. We'll have to, we'll have right. to see. Although somebody kiddingly said to me in a recent interview, they said, Oh, are you going to try to be like a UFC fighter next? And I said, no, that one I'm not too crazy about. No, I, no. I bleed too easily. I'm definitely not going to get in a ring with those guys. So. Oh, you and me both, you and me both, Doug. I- yeah. I tell people all the time, yeah. like, I, I, it's been a lifelong mission of mine to avoid pain. <laughs> that is my, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I hear you. But, I, you know, it's, I, it's, you're very inspiring, and, and, and not just for people your age, people of any age, you know? I, 
so many people, I wish I would have saw this film when I was 18 because watch out, man. There's no telling where I'd be now. You know, um, I wish I had that light bulb that, that get out here and do it, man. Cause you don't know, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. You know, you don't know. Um, yeah, you really don't. You really don't. Better make it, it happen. It, yeah. It's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the uncertainty of life is, you know, you can you can say, well, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, but then sometimes you just don't get the chance, and uh, and that's very unfortunate. Right. I mean, I was very I was very fortunate, lucky, blessed, however you want to say it, that I've had the opportunity to do this um, at my age, and um, very fortunate to have such a creative group of people behind me and uh, coaching me and, uh, you know, uh, mostly younger than me, which just gives you a, a boost of vitality and, and creativity, oh, which yeah. is just fantastic. So, so yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough to do it, but, but uh, someday one day is definitely not, the, not necessarily the way to do things. I don't think. Oh, absolutely. I think it was Warhol who said that, and somebody asked him one time, you know, why are you hanging out with all these young people? And he said, everybody becomes a vampire when they get older. And hanging out yeah. with young people is the best way to make you young, or at least feel young, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Oh, man. Well, this is a fantastic film, folks. And if you are in a, you know, keep appraised of your local film festivals and whatnot, because there's a good chance this might be showing at it. And um, if it is, I suggest I have not seen this on a big screen. I want, you know, we got a pretty big TV, but it ain't the same, man. It ain't the same. Um, but I enjoyed it immensely on on, our, on the TV. But I, um, I'm gonna if I can see, like we have all kinds of. I'm down by Miami. We got all kinds of festivals and stuff that happen down here. If it comes around to one of them, I'm going to the festival just to see the stuff. <laughs> Because I want to see it big, you know. Cool. It's fantastic. Cool. It's fantastic. And uh, folks, like I said, we have a uh, link to the I'mElectricLampshade.com. That's the official website. They also have an Instagram page, and we have the link to that as well. Um, I suggest it, and I say this in every show, but it's so true. If you dig um, a band or a film or anybody, you know, somebody who makes the best bread in town. Like and share their social media. Chances are your friends are going to dig it too, you know, because you're friends with them, similar interests and whatnot. Um, and it just, it helps get the word out. And that's really what we're talking about with independent anything. Get the word out. You know, that's why Doug's on the show today. You know, we're getting the word Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Very, very Yes, cool. any, anything, if, if people tag, tag our um, Instagram page, that would be great and, there's a mailing list sign up on the website and yeah, share it with your friends. Um, we'd really appreciate um, the, the uh, support and the, and the social media presence. So that's awesome. Well, very good. I, we're, you know, we're going to have to wrap it up. My, uh, my light's been blinking for a minute, but Doug's fascinating to talk to folks. I kept him longer than I was okay. supposed to. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I just want to say it's been a real pleasure meeting you. I, I love this film. Um, if, you, if you decide to make another one, I hope to see that. as 
I hope to stay abreast and, and see whatever projects come up next, Doug, because you're fascinating. Thank fascinating. you, Jamie, very much. And it's been great to be on the show. I appreciate you having me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, have a good one, and thank you. Folks, thank that's uh, going to wrap things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime, Doug. You can come on anytime. Um, folks, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this, uh, this episode will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the various social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. If you listen or download podcasts anywhere, uh, a real good chance we're on them. We're on over like 478, I think, was the last number I got in my email, um, which is amazing. Um, so if you're listening, and also, if you're listening to this, folks, uh, like in the future on Spotify or Pandora or something, hey, hello from the past, all the links we have follow the podcast. So say you're listening to it and you're just like, hey, the Electric Lampshade has an Instagram. Just click on that link, man, and it'll get you right there to it. It's pretty neat. We live in an amazing time. <laughs> All this technology is crazy. Um, it's very, very cool. Well, folks, we're going to be back um, next Tuesday. We've got a uh, – man, we, we have a horror movie. If horror is your thing, um, this movie was incredibly disturbing. It's called Like Dogs. We've got the writer and director on it. And um, but disturbing in a good way. It's very twisted, and uh, like I said, if that's your thing, your, your, your dance, then you're going to dig it. Um, but that's on Tuesday. And I don't know. I got a couple emails from people asking, "Well, you only have like that show listed for next week. You normally do four or five shows." And you're right. But what you have to understand, this time of year, we're moving into the holiday season. I might take next week off from doing shows. Um, and focus on our merch store. I've got two new paintings, the, this year's Christmas paintings that are dropping Monday. And um, it's just a lot of work. There's a ton of work. And I'm too cheap to hire anybody. Uh, so it's me. No, uh, but that's very true. Uh, so we will, we will see. Keep checking the website, and we will see then. Um, but as of now, we've got the show on Tuesday, and then we're back full steam the week after. Okay, folks, we will see you later. Have a good one. And uh, also, remember, it's still a weird world out there. If you're shopping or whatnot and you disagree with whatever store policy, you know, whatever it is, it's got your, uh, you, you know, a burr under your saddle, don't take it out on the people working there. They do not go to big boardroom meetings for corporate policy and whatnot. If you're real upset, go home, write an email, send it off. You know, the people working, they're just working. They're trying to, you know, earn a living, man. If you yell at them, all you're going to do, because nothing's going to happen, you're just going to be more mad, and they're going to be mad. And it just ruins everybody's day. So don't be that person, man. Be nice, you know. That's all I'm saying. Okay, folks, that's it. We will see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rock, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.